One. Yo, welcome to another episode of Helping Homies Win the Podcast. Tools for Lifting a Generation. I am Antonio J. Bell. And it's your boy T. Ross. What's good, brother? Hey, bro. We back. And we back. We back. We back live. <laughs> uh, man, how you feeling tonight, Doc? Man, I was, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling cool, bro. Just... <laughs> Trying to get through the schoolwork, man. I'm not gonna flex, bro. You sound tired. I sound tired. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's late, bro. It's late at night, and I'm just got got school on the brain right now. I feel you. I'm in the that that process. I don't want to say it's stressful, but it's like it's heavy. <laughs> I mean, stress isn't a bad thing, though. Yeah, no. I, that's so funny you say that. Like, I, I, I'm ne- I'm needing to learn. How I deal with stress because my idea and concept of stress is what I see in other people that I don't have, and I mm-hmm. need to be able to identify how I carry stress and know how I deal with it because I don't know that I'm truly familiar with what it looks like when Tarek is stressed. You know, mm. Tarek beating me, T. Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna press you, but I forgot your daddy name is Tarek, so I'm gonna let that ride. Um, yeah. It's interesting because you thought it, when, you, when you first said when I first or whoever said stress first, I thought about working out because you cause stress when you work out, stress on mm-hmm. your muscles. But it's not as you know, uh, derog- not derogatory, but it's not it doesn't have as negative connotation as normal stress does. Um, I hear that, yeah. But I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with it, bro. How you feeling? What's good with you? I'm solid, man. Um, I'm solid, bro. I was I was thinking about the episode we recorded like last night, and I was like, "Yo, I want to like air that," but then I don't. Well, I I, I, mean, I can't, but I want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just so, it's kind of lit. I wonder, like, I don't know. I guess that's gonna fit into like a series or something. But I was kind of like contemplating on that and still dealing with that situation. Um, right. But TBD. Dang, people um, probably won't even know what, <laughs> what we're, talking know what we're talking about. about <laughs> they won't even it's know crazy. what we're talking about. It's, crazy. it's funny because I put it up. And I had to go back on really quick and double check. Cause I thought I put it, I made it live, mm. but it wasn't live. It's still private. Got so, got you. That'd be crazy if you accidentally did it, and I was like in like you know, the blender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And then you know, whoever got notifications on, listen to it and be like, man, it's over. Are you talking it's about over. me? Hey, but it's life though. It's life now. Let's rip the bandaid off, man. Yeah, just um, you know. <laughs> All right, so look, a couple, <laughs> a couple days ago, right? Um, I get a text from you, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sitting peacefully on a Sunday, bro, watching football, eating pizza, and I get a text that reads, "Bro, just met Kendrick." <laughs> and <laughs> and and when yeah. I saw this text message, bro, I was like, I immediately had this dump of adrenaline, and I was like envious. I guess in a moment, yeah. and I'm like, "Yo, this fool didn't just meet Kendrick." And I text you back in all caps. I said, "Where? What happened?" Um, and you began to talk about it a little bit on IG, but but you know, production um, production yeah. uh, production reached out to you and said it was too soon. Real quick. So so, so what happened? That's bro? funny, bro. That's so funny, <laughs> bro. The fact that you sent that message to me, right? As I'm like, because you know, typically, this is how I usually do my Instagram videos. I usually record a couple of videos or start recording a video, you know, after that 10 or however long it is, 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'll save it and then dismiss it and then do the next one. Save it, dismiss it, so that when I start yeah. posting it, it's all together. I'm propo- they're already done, and I'm just yeah. uploading them at this point. So I had started doing that, and for whatever reason, I got tired of having to keep restarting that first or that mm. second video because it was going to be like a like three or four total. I got tired of starting the second one over, so I uploaded the first one, and I was like, let me just go ahead and wing it. And that's why in that second video that you saw, Tara was talking and giving directions, and I'm still there, like, in the midst of it. You know, like, that was real, okay. like, live. It was live. So when you okay. hit me, it was like, yo, any other time, this wouldn't have been a live situation. I would have just already had the videos, and they would have gone up. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, not saying that I couldn't take it down, but, you know, I just thought that was funny, like. <laughs> Production literally stepped in and was like, "Nah, save it." No, no, save we, it have, we have to. We have to. It's good content, brother. Yeah. It's good content. Oh, right, right. I can't just be putting it out. I like that though. I like that. Um, <laughs> so walk us through, man. Walk us through, man. Play by play, <sighs> man. Where were you? Right. What was going on? How'd you get there? What's cracking, guy? Right. So I uh, <clears throat> Sunday, uh, the homie Tara's in town from up north, and you know, wanted to go ahead and link up with her. I'm supposed to go to uh, Truxton's. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, and, um, and what is Truxton's? I, I'm not familiar, dog. Tr- Truxton's is a like and where a, is it too? Uh, Geographically, you know, I don't, I don't even know if I can share all this information, but I'm gonna go ahead and share it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it is. It's a it's a it's a restaurant. So Truxton's is a restaurant, uh, borderline Westchester, borderline uh, Inglewood. So it's on Manchester and Sepulveda. Got it. Um, Got it. Um. Well, it's, it's literally on Manchester and Truxton Avenue, but the closest mm-hmm. Main Street is Sepulveda. And, um, you know, they have, it's like a, it's a brunch spot. They have lunch and all that, but it's like more so like a brunch spot. Um, really good food, really good food. I've been there uh, quite a bit of times. The church uh, usually caters their food from there. So, you know, going there is always a real joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyways, yo, so I'm going to Truxton's. Uh, Tara's meeting some of the homies up there. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to link up with them and uh, wait for Tara to pull up. So as I'm walking up, it's the, it's the table. It's four of them. And uh, the homies are like, I'm, I see them, and they're like mouthing something to me. You know, typically if, you, if a party's already going on and you walk up, you kind of expect the people, like, oh, what's good? Like, oh, Tarek's here. You know, T. Ross, what up? Yeah, yeah. they like, everyone turns and looks at me like I did something. And they're mouthing something to me. And I'm looking like, wait, what? Like, I just walked mm. up. You know, like, what What, like, what are they saying? And then uh, the homie on Squall is like, like, motioning like she's putting a hood on her head. And I'm mm. like, huh? And she, and she points. So I turn and look. And I see somebody with a hoodie on, like a hood on. But they're already walking away and they're exiting out the restaurant. So uh-huh. I haven't even gone to the table to sit down yet. And I'm looking like, all right, like, is this somebody we know? Like, am I supposed to say what's up or... Like, why did this person pass me? Like, I don't understand. Like, that, I know the person passed me, but I wasn't paying attention. But when I turned around, I saw the person with the hood. And I'm like, oh, I totally missed it. So I said, let me stand here. I was, like, hesitant. Let me walk back to the table, find out what they were saying. But then let me go back. So I, I turned around and looked out the window. And I see Kendrick Lamar, dog. <laughs> it's Kendrick, bro. Yeah. It's literally Kendrick, his fiance, and some other woman. I'm thinking. Was it, what, Dog, so I meant to ask you this. What was the nationality of the other woman? I don't even know, bro. I saw Kendrick. Um, okay, you weren't paying attention. I was wondering if that's like I wasn't you know, pay- family. Is that like her people or what? You know? 
I, uh, more than likely it was her people just based off the, con- the, the context of the whole situation Got but it. so I'm, in that moment I'm stuck I'm like alright I just had my encounter with E.T. the hip hop preacher the day before um, got connected with him which I can go into but I'm already on this on this thing of like I'm not even tripping off of status and celebrity right now like I don't know when I, I'm gonna have another opportunity to approach Kendrick in this non-formal fashion he don't got security you feel me like i'm real just open to seeing what happens so i'm like forget i'm about let me just go let me just go so i you know walk outside follow behind him not too long you know it's like literally 20 second walk from the side of the restaurant to the parking lot that's right behind the restaurant and um the fiance and the woman that she's with they're like in front of kendrick Kendrick got on this Nike hoodie, some sweats, and his Cortez on. And um, I hear them talking a little bit, so I kind of hold back a little bit. And then I found the, the beat in which, like, they weren't having conversation anymore. And I go, yo, Dot. Um, he turned around, like, oh, what up, boy? He puts his hand up, like, like he knew mm. me. He put his hand yeah. up like he knew me, bro. Brought me in, yeah. showed me love, and, like, brought me in for the full hug. Like, you know, it's the handshake, and then you bring somebody in for the hug. And embrace yeah. me, right? And I'm like, yo, that's what's up, you know? And yeah. I'm like... Uh, you know you know what? Like, hearing you say this, too, I think you calling him Dot had something to do with that, too. Oh, okay. okay. Right? I, I can because, see that. I can see that. Yeah. Because only, like, Dave Ones is, like, familiar with K-Dot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And you're and you're a day one for sure, because you knew about Kendrick, like, way back with, like, even before Section what? 80. Yeah. I mean, when he was, called, when he was going by K-Dot. As opposed yeah. to Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. 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 So I say, yo, Dot, um, you know, he said, what's up? Brought me in. And then um, it was it was a really interesting cha- exchange because then uh, his fiance and the other woman, they kind of looked back when I said it. I was like, how y'all doing? So I acknowledged them. Um, yeah. He kind of he kind of did his little exchange with them and they uh, got into the, 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 the car that was right there. Like We were literally at the car. So they yeah. get they start to get in. I'm like, yo, I say, yo, bro, can I get a photo? He was like, nah, man, I can't, I can't do that. Like, I, I can't take a photo out here. So in that moment, like, I didn't really understand what was happening. Like, what's he that's telling just, me? Like, I, that's crazy. I needed to, I needed to switch. Like, that I need to do something different. Were we in the wrong space? And I'm like, huh? Like, I, I kind of was like, wait, what? Like, I, I don't remember yeah. my exact response, but I felt like I was like, huh? He was like, nah, I can't, I can't take a picture out here. I was like, okay, all right, for sure. And I didn't really understand, but I was like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, for sure. Um, and, um, he was like, yo, but it was good meeting you. I'm like, man, I appreciate that. And I said, uh, he started to walk away. So he, he didn't get in that car that we were standing by. He starts to walk a little further and I'm like, um, stay up, bro. He's like, no, most deaf. Right. And then I turned around and then I peeped that he keeps walking. So I'm assuming his car is probably somewhere nearby. And then I go and I'm walking back and I'm thinking, dang, like, I didn't get a chance to get a photo with him, you know, because in that moment, it's like there were a lot of things going on. Like I was trying to understand like the encounter as far as what was going on, just like with his energy, you know, just the whole nine. Like I wasn't sure what was happening, what space I was interrupting. I like to be really mindful of that because this might have just been some private time with him and his woman. You know what I'm saying? And whoever the other person was. Um, So I didn't want to be too intrusive and press, you know. So in that moment of just feeling like, okay, like he still showed love. I'm grateful for that, 
But I tried to ask for a photo, and I felt like maybe I went too far, so I kind of pulled back, right? Mm-hmm. So as I'm walking back, I sit down. I'm thinking, yo, that was Kendrick. I start to think about who Kendrick is to the culture and just like, yo, appreciative of the whole experience. And it starts to sit in with me, and I start to consider all these different things and how I probably could have continued a conversation with him just by yeah. walking with him wherever he was going to, you know? And I was like, dang, that's a missed opportunity. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking like, I didn't tell this dude what he meant to me. He has no mm. idea how I feel about him and his music, how long I've been rocking with him. He literally has no idea, but I know, and I know the context, and that's why I'm asking for a photo, but on the outside, well, from maybe his perspective, I'm somebody that's coming up saying, yo, Dot, can I get a photo? Like, I know there's people out there who take photos with celebrities that they don't even know or watch, but the fact that it's a celebrity, they're like, yo, can I get a photo? And to me, it's like, they're just trying to capitalize off of the experience, the exchange, you know? And mm-hmm. me thinking that made me feel so bad. Like, I didn't even let this dude know that I really rock with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I've seen Kendrick before, and it's been in, like, settings of, like, music, uh, entertainment. So, for me, I, I, I'm not, I typically don't approach celebrities and asking them for photos or anything, you know? Um, but in this moment, I'm like, this is a unique experience. This is Kendrick. He's, like, he's an icon, if you ask me. You know what I mean? Like, he's our age, like, Tupac, you know what I'm saying? Like this, that yeah. Kendrick is huge. Kendrick is huge. So I can't not ask him for a photo, you know? Yeah. And I just felt like, dang, if I would have just taken the time to ask him or tell him what he meant and maybe just had a convo, it, it would have been a, that much more fulfilling. But I took a backseat approach because I, I didn't like the exchange in which I like went at him with it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I it mean, was different, like, bro. Do you feel like he treated him like as as like like a commodity in a sense. Yeah, I definitely treated him like he like he was just a like a like dance, jump. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah, Odell yeah, talks yeah. Of, Odell Beckham talks about that when he when he's out in public. People are like dance. Like like he's some character, like caricature or uh court gesture. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I don't feel like he felt that energy for me because I I, I was really calm. Um I was like, yo, dot, you know, I'm like, hey bro, can I get a picture? And and when he said he can't do that out here, I was like, oh, I feel you that you don't want people to know, whatever the case may be. And he was like, yeah. Like, it, it was still an exchange in that moment. He wasn't dismissive of me at all. His energy was real genuine, you know? But yeah. I just didn't like the fact that I came off, I, I know I could have given more to that exchange than I did, you know? It was more mm. so that. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, he, he was turned off or he was rejecting me because I treated him like a commodity or a court gesture in any shape, way, or form. It's just me knowing that there could have potentially been more to that exchange had I been not as emotionally driven in that moment of like, oh, snap, this is Kendrick. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just I just reacted. I was like, yo, let me go after him. Yo, let me call out to him. I didn't know how any of that was going to go. I just wasn't yeah. prepared, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's yeah, funny because like a lot of Instagram. people listening don't have, don't have the context. You know what I'm saying? Because like... Context of what? Of you, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've oh, known yeah. each other for for a while now, right? Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that you are the most popping, just like regular dude on the planet, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you're in a lot of, <laughs> here you go. I'm, you know, you're in a lot of uh, spaces with a lot of people. Like, you know, you knew YG or you met YG or worked with YG or whatever when he was coming up. We've never seen a photo of Tarek and YG. You've worked with Snoop on countless uh, occasions, like Snoop is family. Right, your family—I'm not gonna name unless you want to—but you have a family member who is one of the biggest like cultural icons 
spiritual icons even too on the planet, right? And mm. it's just really interesting because you know you've met a lot, a lot of people in the in the line of work you do and in the so in the in the, the social settings that you've been priv, priv, uh, previewed to. This is the first time I've ever even heard story of you like pulling up on a celebrity and ever ever being a fan. You know what I mean? Right, right. Which is interesting because, but that's like the normal exchange. Um, right. But I feel it because it's like I don't know. It's, it's in those moments. Like I think about like. Cause you know I'm about to do uh, I'm about to do Bad Boys Three, and I might be working on that as like one of the additional medics or you know location medics or whatever. And no, I didn't know that. I thought yes, I, told, I, did. I didn't. I, okay. Um, no, I did. <laughs> okay, I thought I told you. Anyway, as a so, medic, you know, as a medic, yeah, yeah, not as, as a, a medic, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we talked about this. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. About this. So I've thought about like if I were there, like if I if I did meet Will, you know. Hold on, hold thing. on, hold on, hold on, bro. This movie about to have Will Smith, bro. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. dog. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, there's going to be an opportunity, man. There's going to be an additional day where they're going to have a gang of background and the homie going to hit me and be like, yo, you trying to you trying to work, uh, you know, be the background medic or whatever. And it's like, I'm, like I've, I've been thinking, I've been like kind of, but, you know, I have time to prepare, right? So I was yeah. thinking about like, if I were to be male, well, I'd have to pull up, right? And I, and I think like, but I was always thinking like, you know, what can I leave him with too? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like been yeah. a thought, but I have time to prepare, right? So I'm thinking like, yo, like I would love to like tell him how he changed my life, talking about the alchemist and like how much he's done for the culture and like how he like yeah. raised us, you know? And I don't know if anyone's ever told him that, but you know, I would I would definitely let him know. And I would love for him to sign a copy of the alchemist to me, for me, because he's the one that introduced me to the alchemist. And he's the reason why everybody I know has heard about this book at some point in life. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but it's a very interesting thing because it's like, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. I just wonder, like, I, like, I, like, I wonder, like, you know, I don't know. There's like this play called Constellations where like it plays out all the different realities of like how things can go and like all the different, like, it's a play. It's two, it's two characters. And throughout That's the play. That's actually really tight. Yeah. Throughout the play, these two characters, they keep re-meeting each other under different circumstances, right? Within the same confines of the play at different points in time. You know, and it keeps playing out these different scenarios, and it's like the craziest experience. But I just wonder, like, what are the other scenarios that could have happened? You yeah. know, under those given circumstances. Yeah. That's tight. What if that was something you could you could afford? Like, you know, uh, Kim and Kanye purchased or hired private firefighters, which I don't know where you would even get a private firefighter from. Basically, they hired <laughs> private firefighters to protect their home. I didn't like, know about this. Yeah, like they like they just balling like that. Like the fire could have approached their home, and supposedly they hired a team of private firefighters to protect their home. And they live in, on the end of the cul-de-sac, and the other homes on that block were protected. That's I got crazy. this from Shade Room. I read the caption in the headline. I didn't really read the article, <laughs> if there was an article, but you know, I stay informed that way. But right. you know, like, what if we had? What if on some Black Mirror type stuff? Uh, Black Mirror, the TV show on uh, Netflix. What if on some Black Mirror type stuff? Uh, it was a situation where you could literally pay money to see the other possible outcomes of a decision before you have to make one. Mm. Mm. That'd be dope. Mm. Like, what if that was like some like luxury? <laughs> right, right. So we kind of play it out and then like rewind. Yeah, like okay, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't like. That. We can, That'd we can have this far, man. We mess up the universe. Oh, we would. Well, we will <laughs> mess it all up. I mean, we, we already messed up. it all up, but you know, man, it'd be even over. more so, even more so. 
But yeah, no, I feel you, bro. I definitely feel you. You know, and I, I love. I, I think that's something I've seen you do, though. Like mm-hmm. I've actually heard you do. You know, in the times you like met Jay Ellis and just all the different people you've come in, in contact with on set. Um, uh, just you being able to take time to have that conversation, Ryan Coogler, about you know. Yeah. You taking the time to look at them and tell them what you appreciate about them because so often it's like, oh, you already know who you are. But people are encouraged, they're still human beings and they're still encouraged by knowing what the work is doing because while they're doing it, they don't know what type of impact it's going to have. You know what no. I'm saying? Uh, some dude walked up to ET, the hip hop preacher, and was like, yo, I was in prison and we used mm. to ask for them to turn off the radio and put one of your videos on. Wow. And he was like, bro. Wow. He was like, I said, praise God. And he was like super taken back. And he was like, I never would have thought and I never would have known that my work was hitting the prisons. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how would you know that? And this cat is a, you know, in college and he's just talking about what his experience was years ago and how he first got turned on to him. And it's just like, yo, like. That's insane, that, dog. Th- those stories are so important, you know, and the, and the fact that he took the time to share that. Yeah. Because anyone can be like, bro, you're just supposed to take a photo and keep it moving. Yeah. But there's there's no other space and time where that could really happen in that moment. You know what I mean? Because mm. like, at the end of the day, a lot of the people, if you're working in an event, you're with celebrities, the people that work there are trying to keep some type of order. But it's like you kind of got to attack those situations for what those moments present, regardless right, like, of what the people like around and who are facilitating are trying to stop and control you to do. Yeah, from but I mean, we have an opportunity in those in those moments to leave them with something, right? Um, and there's so there's two there's two things I think about with this, right? So one is the idea that you know the, this this verse this uh, this line in this verse, uh, J Cole tribe with Boss, right? You've heard that song, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so um, J Cole has a line where he, where he says, "They don't see me see the real me. They only know Cole. They only know Cole. Oh, I had to get back." Right. And he, you know, whatever. Right. But I just think about that of like, you know, they're in this in this place where they can't control their perception on a a, a macro level. Right. People only see the headlines, the music, the celebrity, and they get caught up in the hype. And people people don't treat them as humans and they don't nobody walks up to a celebrity nine times out of ten and tries to impart into them unless they're on the same status as they are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But bro, like you know, you could have like you know with Kendrick or or whoever. Or I give you an example, like with Coogler. So when I met I met Ryan Coogler, right? You know, uh, on the set of Black Panther, I was working as a medic, you know, and I was acting at the time too. You know, I've been you know I've I've, I've been uh, moonlighting for moonlighting for a while, and uh, I'm working. And normally the director, you know, much like a Kendrick Lamar or whoever, is is never isolated. You never catch them by themselves. It's always people around always people asking questions. They're never just alone, right? So mm-hmm. I see I see Ryan Coogler over at the craft service table, and he's by himself. First time since I've been working that I've, I've caught him alone, right? And in this moment, I'm like, yo, like I got, I got to talk to him, right? I may never have this chance to talk to him at this capacity again, right? So I pull up on him. I go, yo, Ryan. He's like, oh, what's up, bro? I say, hey, man. I said, I just wanted to... Uh, I want, to say, I want to say thank you, man. Like, I really appreciate, man, all you're doing for the culture, you know, this, that, and the third. Like, bro, you inspired the hell out of me, man. I'm just like, you know, I'm just really, like, inspired by everything you do. And I start stuttering and, like, I got chills, dog, because, like, he means that much mm-hmm. to me, to the culture, to me right now, right? Yeah. So I got chills. I start stuttering. I'm like, man, I just, you know, really appreciate all you're doing for the culture, man. Like, you know, I even love the way that you don't switch up, bro. 
Like I hear you around here talking, directing. You know, you got all these white execs or whatever around, and none of that matters, bro. Like, you're still directing, and you're yourself. You never co-switch. You never switch up, right? And he starts laughing, right? And he's like, man, I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it. He's like, hey, what's your name, man? I say, I'm Antonio, man. I said, uh, he said, all right, all right, all right. Dope, don't I mention I'm an actor or whatever. He said, hey, man, hey, congrats on everything you're doing, bro. Like, hey, keep it up, bro. Hey, keep it up, bro. He said, right, I'm going to holler at you, bro. And he shook my hand, dip, right? And I'm like, yo. You know what I mean? And that was yeah, it. You know, and, it, and just like you described with Kendrick, there wasn't, there was never a moment of like, I got to go. Ah, oh, here yeah. we go. I don't want to talk rush, to this dude. Yeah. It wasn't none of that. It was just like he accepted a moment for what it was. You know, he let the conversation run its course and, and he dipped. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, you know, I like, you know, my dad used to get on me. That's the other thing I was going to tell you. My dad used to get on me. I remember when, uh, uh, my dad used to work on the Parkers back in the day, and just on different shows or whatever. And I think uh, it was a day where Alfonso Ribeiro uh, was 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 uh, in the episode, directing the episode, right? And mm-hmm. Alfonso Ribeiro, for those of you that don't know, is Carlton from The Fresh Prince, you know. And you know, I met him, whatever. My dad was and trying to, uh, huh? No, no, go for it. My dad was um, trying to get me to take a picture with him, right? But I, w- I just wasn't pressed. I was like, whatever. You know, and he's like, I'm going to stop bringing you blah, blah, blah if you're not going to appreciate this and the third. I'm like, Dad, I just, I don't really care about no pictures. You know what I mean? Like, that's not. <laughs> I'm going to stop bringing you if you don't start asking these people for a photo, bro. Because, <laughs> I mean, t- in, in his eyes at the time, I mean, he just didn't get it, I don't think. But I think in his yeah. eyes, because my dad is big on photos. You go in my dad's uh, condo, you'll see photos with so many people. And it's dope. It's a good thing to have. Like, it's, it's yeah. lit. But for me, I don't value that transaction, right? Because right. I feel like, for me. I feel like in getting a photo with some of these people, like you miss out on the moment to like connect with them as a human being. To connect right? with them, yep, yep. Like that 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 thirty seconds I may have, or that five minutes I may have. I want to talk to you. I want to ask questions. Yeah. I want to know what books you read. I want to know like what your process is. I want to I want to I want to know something that that you haven't told everybody yet. You know, I want to try to connect with you and just like show love. So I don't want to. I don't want that transactional. Oh, get a photo. All right, man. Thanks. Peace. Like that's dumb to me. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. You know? Cause now I, I think about that when I see ahead. people's posts. Like they'll take a picture with somebody, and it's like yeah. hashtag we working. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all have right. no exchange outside no. of yo. Can I get a but photo? See, yeah. See, see, I got, I got, I got to check my heart, bro. Because like, why? You know what I mean? Why do yeah, I need to take yeah. a picture to remember the moment? Right, you know right. that picture isn't for me, bro. The pictures I've taken with any celebrities, bro, I don't know where they are, and I've never looked back at them like, oh my god, man, remember when I met such and such? Never. Right, right, never. Right. That's so funny because I, I thought that, and literally, bro, when I went back into to Truxton's, my thought yeah. was, dang, now I can't tell. Like I was, I was being like funny, but I was being real at the same time. Like now I can't show people that I just met Kendrick. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I, I, I still valued the fact that he was like, hey, bro, good to meet you. And it was that cool little exchange. But literally in that moment, I, I realized I was trying to capture something to show, you know? And yeah. I was aware of it, and I, and I was okay with it. But it's just so funny that literally there is no value in it beyond no. that, that, that opportunity to post it. Right. Now, and that, so, the, so here's the flip to it, though, right? The flip is Damon John. You know how Damon John first started his brands. Uh, for those of you who don't know Damon John, he's behind uh, FUBU, Kuji, uh, and he's a, he's a, I think he's a billionaire or, or definitely a multimillionaire. Uh, maybe he's not a billionaire, but he's, he's, he's up there. You know, he's on Shark Tank. Yeah. You know, he's, 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 he's popping, right, uh, in the business world. And he used, to have, uh, he used to have celebrities take pictures in his T-shirts before he even began selling T-shirts. So there was already a high demand because they saw LL, they saw um, – 
um, Run DMC and all these folks wearing his stuff, you know, back in New York, you know, um, when hip hop was first, you know, uh, ramping up, Luda, whoever, maybe not Luda, but whoever, right? So <laughs> he know, said Luda. I said Luda. What's wrong with me, dog? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but he, but he, but he, um, he was able to 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 use that for his brand, right? So, so there's a flip, right? You know, there's there's people that you can mean as a way you can, you know, have it work for you. This dude's clapping. Yeah. I hate you so much. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to crack up on the mic right now. <laughs> I just hear you clap like a like a like an independent black woman in the background. I'm so hot. Uh, but there's a way that you can you can use that for your brand and your business. But at the same time, and it's like <laughs> we gotta we gotta. I feel like like treat them like people. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, we like, got to. And they feel moment, that man. though. And yeah. they feel that. That's the piece, bro. They feel that. That's that, bro. That's that's amazing to me, bro. And I guarantee, the, like Kendrick, will remember that. Sh- like, if you had met Kendrick under different circumstances, had y'all like really connected, and yeah. you brought that time in truck since when you was arguing with Whitney, he would have remembered yeah. that. He would, yeah, he definitely, he definitely would have remembered, bro. Off top, um, I'm that's gonna so funny. Rumors. I don't know that Kendrick was arguing with his girl. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. Just, well, it's a moment. It's a moment. Um, <clears throat> you're just talking about making those those moments special, bro. So like. The day before, I was at the conference out in Riverside. Yeah, I, I didn't even did I, I did I go into this with you? No, we've we've, we've yet to talk about. It. I just saw the picture, oh, and then you had a picture of right. you and and Et and your student. I was like, bro, crop your student out. That's all I remember. Yeah, crop the student. I'm like, nah, bro, that's my student. Crop him. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, <clears throat> I'm at a, I'm at a conference as a chaperone, the Moja conference. Um, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Uh, let the people know who E.T. is Because I guarantee a lot of people are like who? E.T. is uh, E.T. the hip hop preacher You can find him on Instagram uh, He is the If you've if you seen the videos Thank God It's Monday um, He's done the When you want to succeed As bad as you want to breathe Then you'll be mm-hmm. successful He's and, the one oh, yeah, that's, that's the those, one That's those mixed up with Beyonce speakers. And all of them right? I have no idea Mixed up with Beyonce what? Well he's kind of Like he said uh, we, Like this one video He's talking about Like oh you know One time Beyonce forgot to eat you know, because she was just working so hard. He talks about 50. I plead the fifth. I don't know. Okay. But I can't say yes or no. I was trying to add to him. I don't want him to hear this. And then he'd be like, bro, you ain't see my videos? <laughs> nah. Um, no, but yeah, that's, that's E.T. the hip-hop preacher, right? So he's the Got keynote it. speaker at the Emoja Conference. Emoja is, is like a student, uh, student support program or organization um, that has multiple chapters on different college campuses. Uh, and this is like the conference where all the different chapters come together, uh, which is really similar to the vision I had back in undergrad for a program mm-hmm. I had, not knowing mm-hmm. that Emoja existed. So it was really dope to have seen Emoja operate in that way, you know, not knowing that it was yeah. already out there. So that's all besides the point. But I mean, I'm at Riverside, they're chaperoning and uh, E.T., you know, it's like a thousand people. E.T. Is, is, the, is the keynote. He gives a, a, a message and... I'm sitting there listening just to the message. I did not, did not know that he's an educator. Um, I thought he was just a motivational speaker oh. that just did what he did. He's actually an educator. Uh, he dropped out of that. high school, got his GED after like two or three years, went to college, took him, uh, I think he went to a community college, and then uh, got his, grad, his, uh, his bachelor's degree. And he said it took him 12 years to get his bachelor's degree. Finished his bachelor's. Um, and then ended up getting his master's in education. And uh, last year he received his doctorate. So it was just really dope to, to not have all this context of who he is 
going into the situation and then being there and being excited to hear him and then learning about his path and knowing that he's an educator like myself you know uh, he talks about himself being a practitioner not just an educator because he has a degree but he's a practitioner because he understands how to reach the people that's what he okay. classifies as being different because he knows how to reach the youth as opposed to someone that's just given the the, the role of a teacher and is, has to go up there and teach you know um, yeah. or, or give the information rather so that that alone was really encouraging just to hear his path and to him for him to be so humble in in what it is that he does uh his message really resonated with me and it, it didn't resonate with me the way that i thought it would i thought that his message would resonate with me in a way that was like yo this dude got me amped i'm hype i need to connect with him because he could change my life like I need yeah. to meet him. You know, like you would think if you met like a like Damon John and they gave you a business idea, you like, oh, I want to be under your leadership because you're going to help me get there. I saw his journey based on what he shared. And I was like, yo, that can be me because the, the, the connection that he says he has, the passion that he has and the way that he has it when he reaches mm -hmm. and speaks to students is the same exact experience I have when I'm speaking to my students, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is this is too familiar. So in that mm -hmm. moment, I'm like, okay, I need to find a way to meet him. And I love to finesse situations. Like if it's a concert, a conference, uh, the LA County Fair, whatever it is, I'm gonna find a way to finesse, you feel me? Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. Uh, and um, I'm like, I need to go up and, and, uh, and uh, talk to him somehow. So they get, you know, they had like two lines of people asking questions, maybe like 15, 20 people in each line. There's, I'm not about to get up and, and stand in line and ask him a question. Uh, one of my students did and uh, E.T. after my student asked the question he's like yo I'm gonna talk to you not like a super like oh find me it was just like one of those things like yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk you know what I mean like almost like he yeah. took it for granted not realizing that bro you're E.T. and you're on stage in front of a thousand people how are you gonna follow up with him right there was no real right. follow through or plan in that he kind of just said it right so <clears throat> I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna get to him um, but my boy is on the, the board of, of directors. He's a board member for this organization, Umoja, and he's on stage about to present E.T. with this gift. E.T.'s on stage about to receive this gift, so I'm like, okay, when this is over, I'm going to make my way to the front. If I run into any issues, I'm going to see if I can lean on my boy Garcelle to see if he can, like, show some love and kind of get me closer, right? Mm -hmm. um, but while my boy is up there presenting him with the gift, E.T. walks off stage because he didn't realize that he's about to be presented with the gift. So when my boy finishes the presentation, he goes, oh, I guess E.T. may have went downstairs. I'm sitting at my table, like, downstairs. So I hurry up. I pick up my stuff, and I leave. I leave abruptly because, like, the ceremony's still going on, but I heard E.T. may be downstairs. And I just mm -hmm. moved, bro. I just moved. So I walked outside the little conference hall, found the escalators, and I see a bunch of people trying to go down this, this escalator. This reminds me of that time that we saw Damon John at Cal Poly Pomona, but please continue. Yeah, 100%, bro. 100% that same energy. That yeah. same exact energy. So I'm like, okay. They stop the escalator so that people aren't coming down. Well, the thing is, when you stop an escalator, it becomes a set of stairs. So everybody's like, stuck, <laughs> unsure of what to do, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. And I'll make my way down these stairs. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I look up and I see my, one of my, my students that asked a question. And I kind of like move my head over like, come on. He kind of yeah. like, where are we going? I said, just come on, right? So he comes. We go downstairs and it's a bunch of, like we hit the corner and it's a bunch of students. 
I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Like, this is where some of the workshops are going to be, but the workshops haven't started. Come to find out, this is the room that ET's in, and the students that came to the pre-conference get a chance to do a meet and greet and take a photo ah. with him as a, as a, as a school. So Got I'm it. down there. Peep this. The woman that's guarding the door is the executive director of Emoja. So I'm like, mm. dang, right? I look at her, and this is the same woman that I met two weeks prior at the conference I went to in San Diego, uh, California Association of Black School Educators. I was, I was, uh, it was like whatever morning it was, the first day of the conference. I wake up early. I go downstairs because I find out there's a 7-Eleven around the corner in my hoodie, my do-rag, and some sweatpants to pick up um, lotion from 7-Eleven. I walk out of 7-Eleven, and this, this, this older woman walks up to me and says, hey, excuse me, do you know where this building is? I'm like, oh, I'm not sure, but I think it may be this way, but I'm not sure. She says, okay, thank you, and I leave. I go back into this conference. This is in San Diego, and I get there, and I'm dressed you know, in my, 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 my attire, ready for the conference now, and I see the same woman. I'm like, oh, snap. If I would have known she was coming here, I could have told her for sure it was this way, right? Crazy, yeah. Uh, meet her uh, or like find out who she was because I was in the same workshop. Come to find out she's the director of the conference that I'm about to be at in two weeks. So two weeks come and I'm at this conference. I go downstairs and she's manning the door or I shouldn't say manning. She's like guarding the door and letting people <laughs> in. Right. Right. So she's right. at this door, like trying to figure out who to let people in. So I see her. I'm like, oh, Dr. Aldridge, like I met you at Capsi. And she like starts to look at my my name tag. Oh, Mount Sac. OK, OK. Like, yeah, my name is Tarek. She's like, oh, OK, OK. Are you, are you here with Mount Sac? I'm like, well, I'm just here with one of my students. She's like, OK, you, got, you guys go in, go in, go in. And she lets Crazy. us in, bro. She Crazy. lets us in because everyone else has like 15 students. It's the two of us. So we yeah. go in. And I tell him, I say, yo, he told you he was going to follow up with you. So that's our ticket. Like, that's our ticket. He said he wanted to follow up with you. So you make sure that happens, you know? So we go in, we snap this photo, and my student is like, you know, making like the connection. He's like, yo, you got a business card. He doesn't. So he asked for one of my business cards so he can write his information on the back. So for me, I'm like, that's dope because ET's going to also get my information. But right. I'm like, yo, this is my information from work. No big deal. Let me write my personal info on another card. And as we're trying to give it to ET, like they're trying to get other photos in, and some woman that's working the event goes, yo, like, I'll make sure he gets it. And we're like, no, we want to put it in his hand, but he's taking photos, and we can't really get a hold of him. So she's kind of the only option at this point because she's trying to get us out the room. And yeah. we're like, dang, like, like here. And, you know, so we give her the cards, and we walk out. We walk out real somber-like because it's like, dang, mm -hmm. that's it. you know. But what if E.T. leaves, he has to use the restroom, or if the woman leaves because she has to go fix something, and E.T. leaves, and then she forgets to get it to him because that's not her priority. Like, we didn't right. feel right about it. He's like, yeah, bro, I don't feel right about this. I said, me either. We can wait. He said, for sure. So we turned back around, and I'm like, yo, the back door, nobody was there when we exited out. So let's go back to the back door. So the people come out, and we hold the door open, telling everybody bye like we work here. And we waited out until every single student in the group has gone. It's like 20 mm -hmm. minutes. The room becomes empty, bro. And we go back in there, and I, got my, I decided to write all of my personal info on this, 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 this uh, sheet of paper that I had. And um, the thing that I said I was going to do when I met him, when I thought that I was just going to do a quick introduction, like inside the ceremony, I would have been like, yo, E.T., pleasure meeting you. Thank you for coming out. I, can I send you my personal statement? Because I would love for you to see, I would love to see if there's anyone I can get connected to that could help me while I'm in grad school right now. 
Don't know what mm. that means, but I just wanted some in, like where I can send him my personal statement. He can hear my vision about my role in education and possibly get me connected somewhere. You know, I had a really quick idea, like that's what I'm gonna do. That's the that's the pitch I'm gonna give him. You know? Yeah. Um. So we wait this whole thing out. So the opportunity clearly didn't come, but now we're downstairs. We're in the room with him. We're waiting it out. We come back inside, and he's like, "Yo, did you write down your information?" And my student goes, "Yeah," and he hands him this information directly in his hand, and then. I look at him, I'm like, yo, E.T., thank you, you know, and he said, oh, yeah, you got, you got a business card? I'm like, yeah, we gave you all our info. So then we yeah. step outside, and we just kind of stay in the vicinity, just because. We don't know what's about to happen. E.T. Yeah. E. then steps outside in the hallway where we were, outside of that back door, and he's off. He's no longer E.T., he's now Eric Thomas. He's like yeah. getting a hold of his wife, uh, letting her know what's going on, how it went. He's, he's Eric Thomas, the husband. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He's no longer yeah, yeah, yeah. E.T., the hip-hop preacher. He's Eric Thomas. And you see Thomas. this transition. And I'm, bro, watching it. We're right there next to him. Like, I could put my arm around him while he's on the phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, like, right yeah. here. Like, as if we were in the same little huddle, we're standing right there. And he's, like, he sees us, but he's not phased. He's not, like, oh, like, oh, like, these are, these are, these are my fans. This is my audience. Mm. You know, he was just very comfortable. And he looks down the hall and sees a group of some students who still want to take a photo he's like, yeah, I'll get to them. I'll get to them in a little bit. Like, I'm with my team right now. That's what it felt like. You know what I'm mm. saying? Yeah. So he gets off the phone. I'm like, yo, E.T. He goes, what up, man? And he shows me love again, right? Brings me yeah. in. I'm like, bro, thank you so much. I said, and I, and, I, and I came up with a different pitch on the spot. I'm like, yo, um, I said, I'm a practitioner in education. Um, I'm currently in my grad program at APU studying college counseling student development. Um, I'm from L.A. I'm working in the IE at a community college doing outreach. And he's okay, okay, okay. And I'm like, um, I said, you mentioned, because E.T. talked about wanting to get connected with L.A. schools. And I'm like, I can get you connected with these schools, depending on what you want to do. He said, where do you live? I said, I live in the I.E., so I got connections to the L.A. and I.E. areas. He said, okay, I like that, I like that. I said, yeah. I said, I think it would be dope if we could work together in putting together some workshops to also go along with your, when you speak at these schools. Mm. He said, oh, okay, okay. He's like, you got a, you got a business card? And he's like, like, like it's a genuine exchange, bro. So I go yeah. for the, 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 the little sheet of paper that I wrote out prior to walking into the back door Got it. to give it to him because I've already prepared it. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, matter of fact, give me your phone. So I hand him my phone. And he puts a number in his, he said, he said, lock me in. He said, hit that, hit that number. I'm going to run you through some things to see if you're serious. Mm -hmm. I'm off a show. And he showed me love. And then we kept having, the conversation was like small, nothing big. And then we just kept moving and we just walked with him as he went out, took pictures with some people. We kept walking and then we realized, okay, he's about to leave, right? And that was the end of it. Yeah. But it's like in that moment, there were so many opportunities to stop. You know what I mean? When mm -hmm. he left the stage and then when the escalator, they stopped the escalator <laughs> and made it stairs, you know? And then yeah. they said, oh, you, had, you could only take a picture and your school had to be here. And then I saw Dr. Aldridge and I'm like, oh, she's going to let us in. And then they tried to kick us out and then we left and then came back. It was so many barriers at that point, but that persistence of like, nah, I don't, this is an opportunity right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I need to connect with dude. Like, I felt something from that exchange. So he gave me his contact, bro, and it's like, I gotta follow up with him, right? So I sent him a message that same night, that same day, a couple hours later, like, yo, ET, thanks for pouring into us. I gave him my full name, my email address, reminded him, born and raised in LA, currently working at this community college, doing this, in my master's program in education. Um, and then I sent him the photo that him and I took so that he can attach my, my information to the face. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't get a response. 
And I'm like, what if this is the test he's pushing me through? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what he's running me through to see how serious I am. So I call him the next day, but his voicemail's full. And I'm like, dang. So I'm actually about to call him at like 2 o'clock because he's on the East Coast. And he wakes up every morning at 3. So I'm calling him at 5 because if I call him during the day, he may be at a gig in between traveling. But chances are he's not doing a gig at 5 o'clock in the morning. You feel me? Right, right. So I'm going to just keep being persistent, bro. That's lit though. But I said what I love about that though is like it's like you had the pitch prepared, you know what I'm saying? And like you were able to take advantage of that moment, you know, because that's a window that you have, right? To connect with with E. T., especially given the uh, the field that you guys are in. And yeah. uh it also reminds did I ever tell you about that uh that interview I watched with Nip and um when they're talking about um what's that uh that uh create space that he has? Vector ninety. Vector ninety. Did I ever tell you about that? Yeah. I did. Nah, no, you didn't. I didn't. So I was watching an interview with Nip, man. He was talking about how he got in. Somebody asked him, you know, how did you get into Vector 90, whatever, whatever. He said, well, I was uh, I was courtside. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, I'm going to finish anyway. Yeah. He's like, I was courtside at a Lakers game, right? You weren't supposed to tell me, tell everybody. He's like, I was courtside at the Lakers <laughs> game, right? <laughs> he was like, I was courtside at the Lakers game. And um, he's like, I was sitting next to such and such, right? And, you know, um, you know, he bought me a drink or, or I guess or they both had a drink or whatever. So we're drinking, you know, kicking or whatever on some real normal stuff. Right. And then, you know, a uh, few quarters in, it's halftime now. You know, he's a real cool dude, whatever. We're kind of chopping, chilling, whatever. You know, he brings up the idea um, for Vector Knight. He's like, yo, you know, I got this thing. I think you'd be interested. This, that, and the third. He said, I want you to come by the office tomorrow. I mean, I think you'll be perfect for this. Right. And then, you know, Nipsey was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what's up, man. I'll be there, whatever, whatever. So Nipsey's off for whatever the next day, comes by the office. They chop, and Nipsey becomes the face of Vector 90. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because he was able to take advantage of that room, you know? And I feel like— Take advantage of being courtside. Exactly, right? Yeah, that moment, yeah. that room that he was in, he was able to take advantage of it because he was prepared. You know, and I right. think about that, like, even when you met, met Kendrick, man, like— I think about that, or, or or who like all these folks that we come across with, man, to have everything packaged up and ready to go to where it's like, yo, this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? I just want you to be aware. Or I want you to check this out. Or, yeah. you know, I had this idea, whatever. That's the perfect time to pitch. You know, if you have anything of value that they may be interested in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but it's just so interesting. Piece, something of value. I think that's the piece. Cause yeah. Like, I thought in that moment, like, I wonder if he think I'm going to start rapping for him. Like, Kendrick, <laughs> when I met him, like, hey, yo, Dot, I felt like I was getting ready to, like, yo, bro, can I rap for you? Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. in that moment, and it wasn't, it wasn't none of that. But, like, that's funny. That's funny. But, yeah, nah, something that's value. I think that's so key. Mm-hmm. That's so key. Because even in those moments, it's, it's so easy to, like, for me, even when I, when I was talking to E.T., bro, I got, like, I almost got beside myself. Not in the sense, Work. like... <laughs> Not in the sense like you're getting beside yourself, you're being disrespectful. But like yeah, yeah. I, I like wasn't really in my body in that moment. Like there was a second where I felt real it was surreal. Like it mm. felt very vulnerable in that space that I was in with him. You know what I mean? Like when I was when I was sharing with him what I was doing and I was getting to my punch of like, I would like to work with you. Um yeah. it just felt like I'm really doing this right now. I'm really giving I'm really sharing this with him because I could have been discouraged even in thinking this dude is E.T. the hip-hop preacher. Like, he about to hit a million followers. He's the number one inspirational speaker in the world right now. If you look yeah. it up, because I looked it up to double check. And um, 
I'm sure he can have access to anybody who can create a curriculum that he wants. You know what I mean? This right. dude is getting paid fifty to a hundred thousand dollars for an hour keynote. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude yeah. can hire anybody to create his curriculum, and that be it. Why me? You know? But I couldn't let that be the thing that I kept in my mind. I, the only thing I can do, bro, in that moment was just be real, give him who I was, and tell him what I want in that moment, and just trust that me being real and true to myself, he'll it'll, it'll resonate with him. You know what I mean? Right. And to me, the whole night. The whole time he was there, bro, that morning, he's receiving business cards. He's asking people, yo, you got a business card? Yo, you got a business card? Oh, okay, follow me on Instagram and shoot me a DM. But this dude is mm. like, yo, give me your phone. Yeah, like, yeah. what? Because he like, saw the value. He saw the value. How? You he feel saw me? the like, value, bro, yeah. Bro, that, exactly. He saw the value. And to me, that, bro, that, that's, that's amazing. So at 2 o'clock, that's the thing, bro. Our, our energy speaks, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And it's like yeah. the energy that you approach these people with, like, you know, you brought up the Jay Ellis conversation, man. When I met Jay, I wasn't on no fan shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew yeah. who he was. I clocked him, you know, w you know, well early, but it was like, whatever. You know, the publicist for uh, for the film I was on was like, yo, would, you know, anybody in here that you want to meet? Like, I'd be cool to meet him, but whatever. You know, we end up organically meeting anyway. And, you know, I used that time to, like, get mad bars for and Jay the Ellis next season. Lawrence from Insecure. Yeah, 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 Lawrence from Insecure. Yeah, so yeah. I used that, that 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 moment to get like bars, bro. So he gave me so much advice for um, you know, getting my LA representation, all of which I mm -hmm. used. You know. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 bro. He, bro, the he conversations gave me bars. continued after that. That's the dope part about it, bro. That you had access yeah. to him. But so, but that's the he thing. Was, so like he you know, he, you. he did the same thing that ET did, right? I was like, um, I was like, uh, what did I say? No, I, I shook his hand, right? I didn't ask him for his number. So I'm like, you know what? I know he's getting pressed all the time, whatever. He's like, that dude right now. I say, yo. I said, bro, I'm going uh, to reach out to you on the gram, right? He's like, all right, bro, bet, right? And he turned around and got ready to exit. And he said, you know what? He said, wait. He said, yo, take my number down now, bro, because if I don't do this now, bro, like, I'll I, I never see it. I'll never get it, right? So, wow. um, yeah, he's wow. like, I'll never see it. I'll never get it. Like, he was like, he just kept it a buck, right? So he took my yeah. phone um, and put his info in, I think, uh, or, or vice versa. I forget which way it went. And then we exchanged info. I texted him, and he was like, yo, got you. And then that was it. I left him alone. You know, and then I was, I think I was coming to LA, and I was like, yo, you know, it'd be dope to uh, to link. I think he was in, like, he was overseas somewhere. He's like, oh, man, I'm not there, but, you know, I'll be back on this date. I was like, bet. You know, but we missed each other. And then, you know, I just needed... Uh, uh, some advice, you know, enough um, on some business stuff. And I hit him, left a message, didn't think he would respond, bro. Thought he might text me back if anything. You know, dude called me back 30 minutes later and, you know, talked with me for about a half hour, you know, just vibed out. And I'm like, yo, this is what's up. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, tight, yeah. I feel like, I feel like when, when you show yourself worthy, you know what I'm saying? In a sense of yeah. like, you coming in there, you're not on no fan stuff, you don't have, you know, bad, bad motives, you know, and they see that you're really serious and that, they can really pull you along. They remember the people that did that for them. So they know they got to reciprocate it. Right, right. You know, so I feel like it'd be know. that energy. Yeah. Yeah, that energy is that energy loud, bro. Yeah. That energy real loud. So. That message sick, Oh, though, man. Yeah. So you about to hit uh, ET up tonight. I can't wait to follow up on that. Yeah, bro. I'm going to hit him in like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, man. <clears throat> you got to shoot your shot. Happen, bro. Hey, got to, got to, got to, bro. <laughs> the the model for me right now, bro, is shift or die. Shift oh or yes, die. I'm so glad you said that, bro. I've been seeing that a lot on uh on, on IG or Twitter or whatever. So so what does that mean, bro? Break that down for me. Shift so you, or die. Yeah. So um, I went to church. <laughs> I went to church. 
Um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to uh, Praise Tabernacle in Chino Hills, uh, Pastor Jody Moore, and uh, he was just giving Jody. the the Jody. Uh, he was giving the 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 uh, background of just where he is in life and where he was some years ago. He said how he went to the hospital um, and found out that he was uh, in the first stage of diabetes. Mm. Um, and he was not far in it to the point where he needed medication or that they could give him medication, but he had mm. diabetes. And they said he needs to switch up his diet and he needs to exercise more. And uh, the way that the, the, the doctor said, basically cut carbs, cut the sugars. Um, even if you want to have that bagel in the morning, you think your body's going to burn it off. The way that your body processes a bagel is like a bag of Skittles. So you might as well just go get that bag of Skittles, mm. you know? And he was like, oh, snap, like, I got to quit, you know? So it yeah. was like he didn't have time to, you know, just slowly say, well, one day I'm going to change. He had to make that decision. And he said, of course, I went home and had my final good meal. But right after, you know, like he, he made mm. the decision, no more carbs, no more sugars, and he's going to start working out. Time went yeah. on, time went on, time went on. And he was working out. He dropped 30 pounds. He dropped 30 pounds. And the doctor was, was amazed and said, what's happening right now is nothing short of a miracle. Whatever it is that you're doing, you need to keep doing. Because basically he had dropped down to pre-diabetic at that mm. point. And he continued to do it, lost, I think, 70 more pounds and clear from diabetes, clear, no diabetes, no pre-diabetes, none of that. Crazy. And that was just such an encouraging story. But he was like, when he left that first time, it was a shift or die, like literally shift or die. He has to shift his lifestyle, what he's doing for what he is intended to do in order to prevent himself from dying literally and he just gave that analogy in terms of where we are in our relationships where we are with our finances and our um at our jobs and our own mental health you know what i mean in all these different areas of our lives we have to get to a point where we shift or realize that we're going to die in that in that area you know what i mean as far as mm. what our responsibility is we wait too long and say well this isn't the time or this isn't right or i'm gonna do it when this happens or, i'm gonna do it when this happens no shift now or die because he was yeah. in a position where he couldn't what do you do when you no longer have the option mm. you know what i'm saying you don't have the luxury of saying i'll do it when i get older or i'll do it next week what happens when it's like yo if you don't do this now you won't live you know what I mean? What do yeah. you do? And and so when he brought it down to that, it was just a great encouragement for me because I needed to hear that in my life. Like there's so many things that I say I need to do. Something as simple as like school, going to the library, getting the work done. It's like if I don't go, I'm not going to get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's, it's going to take that much longer. Shift or die. I can have all these excuses, all these things that I feel like I need to do first. But it's like. I need to make that adjust, adjustment as I know to make it. You know, people think, oh, going cold turkey is not sustainable, this and that. But it's not sustainable because we often go into those situations with the wrong mindset, focused on the deficit right. of how hard it's going to be, rather than focusing on, yo, if I make this shift, I'm going to live. You know, so that that's just a real uh, loud message for me. And I'm taking that to 2019, brother. I love that, bro. I love that, bro. I love that, bro. That's it. That's it. Yeah, shift or die, man. I love that because I feel like I love that. That's all I got to say. <laughs> hey, thank y'all for listening to another episode of Helping Homies Win the Podcast. Tools for Lifting a Generation. Um, well, I'll let y'all. Peace. Peace. I like how I say um all the time. It's like my uh, um, what is it?
what they, what do they call that? Not even pause. It's just like a, a word filler.